My friends, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. We're here to talk about people, politics, popular culture, or let me fix the camera real quick. I'm your host, Austin Creed, and yes, I mean, technically this is, well, I guess technically it's the afternoon show at this point. For me, might be the morning show for you, depending on where you are. My, my friends, welcome in. I know it's doing a little later than normal, but I wanted to try something different. I wanted to let you see my face and we can do a little more face-to-face conversation because this is something that's very important. And, you know, we talk about popular culture, we talk about politics, we sometimes talk about interesting people on this show, and today's going to be one of those days where we kind of bring all three together. Now, there's a ton of information out there, there's tons of theories out there, but one thing that's really stuck with me is this idea of us living in the Matrix. Now, I realize that for anybody who actually knows about the Matrix, I'm not saying that we're inside a computer where, you know, a computer's controlling our heads and we're living in a simulation. Look, there could be a theory on that, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is more centered around programming. I believe every person listening to this show, whether you live in America, you live in the UK, you live uh, in Dubai, you live in India, you live wherever, um, Egypt, uh, Germany, all these places have social conditioning, religious conditioning, physical conditioning. There are on every single level from a young age, you have been conditioned by both people around you, the government, uh, religious leaders. They have all programmed you to be a certain way. Now, whether you've been come exactly like the model that they want is a different story, subject matter entirely. But the man who really brought this to light off of the Matrix, at least from the first time I heard it, was Andrew Tate. Now, I know he's embroiled in a lot of scandal, and I am as even though I'm a legal student, I'm not gonna give legal I'm not gonna give any legal advice. I'm not qualified to do it. I'm not gonna discuss it. What we are gonna discuss is his ideas. Look, as a person, you could say what he will about him, but I'm here to discuss ideas, okay, that people present. And he presents a really interesting idea. So without further ado, here's what I want to do. I'm going to share the screen. Let's listen to what he said in an interview with Dumb My Valuetainment. Uh, fair use to them. I appreciate it. Let's let's go through this real quick. I think the truth is instilled by God in all of us. And I think if you tell the truth, you're a good person. So who do you think is the bad guy? You know, everyone uses they, them, them, the, they're after me. Who's they? Who's the bad guy? Instead of saying who, I will say, what I will start by saying is what they do. And what they do is they control information. And we now live in an information society, and by controlling information, they control how people think and act and react. That's all they have to do. They have to control information, and they have to be very selective of what they allow you to talk about, what they allow you to discuss, and what they don't. And once they can do that, they can keep you bickering about garbage and they can control the sensitive information and then they run the world. That's how they can support absolute fallacies. See, that's an interesting, that's very interesting. Shout out to Andrew Tate. Very, very interesting idea. Now, when it comes to information and when it comes to social conditioning and controlling the information that you're allowed to see, I totally agree with that. People talk about censorship. And they talk about the First Amendment if you live in the United States. These are very important issues. What's more interesting to me is not what you're being told, it's what you are not told. We as men are told multiple things. And I'm not going to bring this down to a 
uh, he versus she battle. I don't want to do any of that. What I want to tell you is whether it's men, women, children, elderly, doesn't matter. Everyone is told and pushed to become a certain person, act a certain way, think a certain way, and they're trying to control you, but not by forcing you to do something because that's too direct. It's tricking you into thinking that you came up with the idea. It's kind of like Inception as well. You pair the Matrix with Inception, you have a pretty decent recipe for the current way that you are being influenced and your brain is being formulated behind your back, basically, without you realizing it. I did a whole show on the human mind being the last unexplored continent on Earth. Why? Because we get it for free. We get our brain for free. At birth, we're given our brain, which is one of the most powerful tools on the entire planet. The problem is we don't fully utilize it because A, we don't even know what it is. We don't know what it's capable of and we don't know how it operates. Other people make it their business to know and so they also are willing to sell their services to make sure that you are conditioned to become a certain way so that it benefits society instead of benefiting you. Now, you might get a cut of that, but a cut would not be what you could have gotten if you had used your own thinking. And I want you to know something straight out the rip, okay? I'm going to be exposing some very difficult realities that might offend you. It is not my intention to make you upset. However, if you get upset by anything that we talk about today on this show, that is proof that your beliefs are being challenged and your brain is attempting to defend your current belief system, which is what everyone does. The, the determining factor is not whether you question it or not or get angry. The question is whether are you going to actually entertain the idea and maybe say, hey, you know what? Maybe there's some substance to that. Maybe there's something there that I didn't see before. And I'm going to really step back. I'm going to take it all in. And we're, I'm going to really wrestle through these issues so that I can determine my own personal philosophy or are you going to say, hey, you know what? This is what I believe. This is why I believe it. I could not even have a reason that's valid, but I believe it. And it's because I believe it. It has to be right. And you're going to be closed-minded. What you do is up to you. That's your life, not mine. But what I want for you is to live in a way that's going to give you the best possible chance to become the best version of yourself that you can become. And that is very difficult if you never want to grow. Now, let's get back to social conditioning and let's get back to where we see it. Now, here's something I want to share with you. For those of you who are psychology students, you might have seen this before. For those of you who are not psych majors, you might not have heard of this before. There was an experiment conducted called Skinner's Box. Skinner's Box was a chamber that isolated the subject from the external environment and has a behavioral indicator like a lever or a button inside. It says when an animal would push the button or the lever, lever, I say lever, I don't care about lever, the box is able to deliver a positive reinforcement of the behavior, such as food or pleasure or punishment, such as noise or pain, 
or a token condition such as a light that is correlated with either a positive or negative reinforcement. In other words, the rat would be you. So what they would do is they put a rat in a box and based on what the rat did, if they liked the behavior, they would reward him. And if they didn't like the behavior, they would punish it and see how the rat would respond. But let's look, let's keep going. This is a very interesting experiment because when you realize that we actually live, this behavior is utilized by us all the time. The, the cops, for example, look at social media. When you say something on social media that's popular and people like it, they will reward you with admiration, affection, gestures. But if you say something that they don't like, what do they do? They punish you. They, they say bad things about you. They hurt your feelings. They attempt to defame you. These are things that are done. Say so key points of this experiment. The Skinner box, otherwise known as an operate conditioning chamber, is a laboratory apparatus used to study animal behavior. Humans are animals, by the way. That's not an offensive statement. Humans are animals. They are, we are part of the animal kingdom. Just, they were used as a laboratory apparatus used to study animal behavior within a compressed time frame. Underlying the development of the Skinner box was the concept of operant conditioning a type of learning that occurs as a consequence of a behavior. The Skinner box has been wrongfully confused with the Skinner air crib. Okay. Uh, commentators have drawn parallels between Skinner's box and modern advertising and game design. What I have not read this beforehand. I just found this article. I was going to read it live. But what did I just say? They are, they use this data. If you think these studies exist and people don't use them, I don't know what world you're living in. Let's go. No, 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 no. I'll save that tangent for a second. It says in modern advertising and game design, citing their addictive qualities and system, system is, oh God, what, what, what systematic reward system. Okay. Now, before I jump into how the experiment worked, let's go back to this. The parallels between Skinner's box and modern advertising and game design. Let me ask you a question. I, I remember this thing of girl math that went all across the internet like wildfire a couple weeks ago. Might have been a month ago at this point. <clears throat> That's a pretty bad concept of time, to be honest with you. I just get stuff done. But anyways, the reason I bring that up is this is very telling. There were women on social media who were talking about how they thought they were saving money. Like, I'll give you an example of what they told me. I, I would play the clip, but I'm probably going to copyright with all their stupid music they put in the background, thinking that they're going to get more followers. Let me ask you a question. Let's say you go on Amazon and you buy something for $80. And then when you go to check out for your thing for 80 bucks. It says, oh, you got to pay $10 in shipping. Okay, so there'd be $90 total, right? But you could pay now or you could buy something. You could up your total to $100 and get free shipping. The women would say they would go for the free shipping. They'd spend $100 for the free shipping and feel as though they saved money. Because they didn't pay for the shipping not realizing they paid for the shipping and then another item as well on top of that.
They still lost at least an extra $10, but they think they saved on something. That is what this is. It is rewarding behavior. Rewarding behavior by thinking that you gained something when in fact you lost. That is exactly what we're talking about. Let's get down into this. The Skinner box is a chamber, often small, used... Okay, we talked about that already. Okay, for those of you who are looking on the screen, watching on YouTube, Rumble, this is what the Skinner box would look like. It was a small box with an electric grid with a shock generator running through the electrical grid on the bottom of the cage. There was a mouse or rat on the inside. There was a lever the rat would push, and there were signal lights to identify what to the, kind of help condition the rat and then a voice. So they would use all this to condition the rat with positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. They had a little, the little chamber to give the mouse a food as a reward and an electric shock as a punishment. So that's what we're talking about. It, do you see the parallels that we're discussing? This is just one of the ways you're conditioned, by the way. This is just an example of what he talks about when he talks about the Matrix. Tate mentioned information. Information is very, very important. There's a whole thing about Google, by the way, if you want to look it up. I'm not going to discuss it here. It would take too long. I might do that tonight. We'll think about it. Uh, let's see. Well, oh, there's more here. There should be more here from what I remember. Okay, let's look at the results. Because according to what I know about this experiment, again, I haven't read this article through all the way. Oh, here it is. The design of the Skinner box is intended to keep an animal from experiment. <clears throat> oh, sorry. The design of the Skinner box is intended to keep an animal from experiencing other stimuli, allowing researchers to carefully study the behavior in a very controlled environment. They, this allowed the researchers to, for example, determine which schedule of reinforcement or relation of rewards to punishment to the reinforcer would lead to the highest rate of response to the animal being studied. In other words, they attempted to figure out what was the best balance between punishment, reward and punishment for the rat to cooperate and so they can manipulate him in any which way that they wanted to. You spooked yet? Again, you're thinking, Austin, please, this is a rat we're talking about. I'm not stupid. I don't have a brain the size of an acorn. I'm not stupid. I know I'm the smarter than the rat. You're more complicated than the rat. Maybe. But when it comes down to it, animals are very similar in what we want out of life and what we can be predicted to do. Says so to test, okay, here it is. The Skinner box in research. So Skinner developed his theory of operating conditioning by identifying four types of punishment or rewards. Says to test the effects of these outcomes, he constructed a device, Skinner's box, we discussed that. Says a chute that would release pellets of food and a floor upon which would be electrocuted. Okay, yeah, I figured. I, I've read. I've learned about this, but I'm not. I've not looked at this website in particular. 
Oh, oh, finally, they do discuss it. Okay. For example, a hungry rat was placed in the cage. Every time he activated the lever, a food pellet would fall from the food dispenser. In other words, positive reinforcement. The rat would quickly learn to go straight for the lever after a few times of being inside the box. In other words, the rat learned that, hey, if I'm hungry and I want food, I'm pushing this lever. In other words, when you want something like babies, when if a baby cries and the mother automatically drops everything and goes and listens to that child, the child's going to learn, hey, if I want mom to pay attention to me, all I got to do is start crying. That's People learn. When you get what you want, you quickly learn again how to get what you want so that you can repeat that feeling again. The rats quickly learn to go straight for the lever. This suggests that positive reinforcement increases the likelihood of behavior being repeated. Let's look in society. You ever notice that foods are some foods are consumed a lot more than others? Why is that? Because it feels good to eat it, so the behavior is repeated. We have been so manipulated by our feelings in our current generation because they use examples like this to manipulate you. Positive reinforcement. Whatever feels good, you do it. Whatever feels good, they'll, they'll keep giving you. In other experiments, the rat was placed in the cage in which they were subject to an uncomfortable electric shock. As they moved around the cage, the rat was hit the rat would hit the lever, which immediately switched off the electrical current. In other words, the rat quickly learned, hey, this makes me uncomfortable. And how to stop being uncomfortable, all I got to do is hit this button. If I hit this lever or this button, my discomfort will stop. So it learned, hey, if I don't want this to happen, I got to do this. It trained the rat do you really think we're all that much different than this rat? Let's switch it back to the information that Andrew Tate was talking about. If I want someone to believe a certain way or come to a certain conclusion, I'm going to give them, not only am I going to give them the information that I want them to think, I'm also going to punish them if they go off the path that I have built for them. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar a little bit, doesn't it? Now, of course, it's there are a little bit of offshoots here and there. But let me tell you something. This is exactly how the world operates. Let's keep going here. The device allowed Skinner to do to deliver each of the four potential outcomes. Positive reinforcement, a direct reward for performing a certain behavior. For instance, the rat would be rewarded for the pellet of food. Positive punishment. You see that oxymoron here? The paradoxical treatment, a direct negative outcome following a particular behavior. In other words, once the rat had been taught to press the lever, for instance, Skinner then trained it to cease this behavior by electrifying the floor with the lever. So in other words, when the rat learned about the lever, he would then flip the script on them to keep them off track. So as soon as they learned lever good, he would then make lever bad. So then they didn't know what to think anymore, and they weren't sure. 
negative reinforcement, the removal of an unpleasant situation for a particular behavior, thus providing relief. So in other words, there, this, is what, uh, this is what abuse is, by the way, is this. To prevent, it's, it's, so let's go back up here. Positive reinforcement is you do something, I reward you. Negative reinforcement is I will stop doing something if you do, if you do this. You know, you feel positive compared to the negativity you just felt. And then negative punishment involving a taking away of a reward or removing the pleasant situation. So in Skinner's box, the rat would be trained to stop pressing the lever by releasing food at regular intervals and then withholding them when the lever was pressed. You see this? This is exactly how we are taught in our society today. This, this is nothing new. Let's get down to what they say commercially applicant. This is how they apply to the real world. It says, the application of operating and classical conditioning and the corresponding ideas of, of Skinner's box in the commercial setting is quite widespread. And advertising and in video games, they say. Advertisers use a number of techniques based on the operant conditioner to influence the consumer's behavior, such as variable inter says variable ratio reinforcement so slot machine effects okay uh let's see and encouraging viewers to keep watching a particular channel in hopes of seeing a desirable outcome in other words like a winning a prize of some kind okay so you know those for example if you're playing a video game you notice all those those random objectives like oh reward oh reward oh a new achievement unlocked that is what this is it's rewarding you for playing the game. It's rewarding you for passing a certain point in the game, which then makes you feel happy, and that feeling of happiness is connected to the game. In the same way, let's go back up here again. The, the lever was associated with happiness. So whenever the rat wanted to feel happy, he would press the lever, or pull it down, or press the button. If he wanted something bad to stop, he would press the button. This all comes down to reward and punishment. The world turns on reward and punishment, if in case you didn't know it. Parents use this too. How to teach their children right from wrong. So not all of it is, in, in, is intentionally insidious, but there's a lot of it out there. Wow. See, look, what did I just say? I didn't read this beforehand. I told you. This encourages players to keep playing the, out of hope of, achieving, of receiving a reward like at a an achievement of some kind. I don't know why they're picking on video games in particular. I would more use the girl math example, but this is probably an order older article. So I suggest, I guess that makes sense. Now, this is an even more interesting idea. Let's bring up. So we talked about social conditioning when it came to Skinner's box, but let's look at this. It says, it says manifestations of social conditioning, according to Google, is defined as follows. Nationalism, education, employment, entertainment, popular culture, religion, spirituality, and family life. It says manifestations of social conditioning are vast, but they are generally categorized into the list of things we just talked about. So let's think about it. Okay, nationalism. I love how they say that nationalism is bad, by the way, which could not be further from the truth. 
nationalism is not bad. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into the politics of it. We can do that another time. Education, the public school indoctrination camp. Whatever. So the Department of Education is a subsidiary of the executive branch of government. So whatever the government wants you to think, whether it be state, federal, local, doesn't matter, they will put that into the public school because they're the one paying for it. Makes sense? Employment. You'll want to fit in with the people you work around so your behavior will be curtailed or some might even be amplified as a result of where you work. Entertainment. We want to be cool. Whoever's popular. But I think popular culture and entertainment really tie in well together because let's just look at who we exalt in our modern culture now as compared to, uh, let's say, uh, 50 years ago. Very big difference, right? There was at least some family values back in the day versus now, no. It's just degeneracy as far as the eye can see is really all we have now. But my friends, this is this is something that makes me believe we're living in the matrix is be, not because people are stupid per se, which I mean, kind of are, but that's not the main issue here. The main issue is we are always being programmed. We're being conditioned to believe a certain way and come to certain conclusions. This is just a fact of reality. The question is, do you even realize that you're being conditioned that some of the beliefs you have are not actually yours. They were passed on to you in such a way that it seems like it was you who who came up with it, where in fact you were merely exposed to it and accepted it, which is exactly how your body contracts a disease. A foreign element is accepted and finds its way into the body and the body reproduces it and then churns it out. That's how you become sick. But yeah, a lot of people don't even realize that they might be infected with propaganda. They don't really, they think it's an insult. I'm not insulting you. Everyone is subjected to this, including me. The difference is I like to question everything that I come across and I regularly say, hey, do I actually like this? Do I believe in this? Or is this just something I was told to care about? I was informed it would be advantageous to care about these things. I was told that this is what I should care about, that other people would be proud of me for caring about. You notice how I'm changing the language a little bit? Changing the language itself so that you actually Accept something because it's positive or positive sounding is another form of manipulation and another form of conditioning that most people are not even aware of. My friends, this is just a couple of examples of how this has been affecting you and you may not even know it has happened to you or is happening to you right now. My friends, please, I urge you to Reevaluate everything you've been told, everything that you read, everything that you hear, everything that you see, because it affects you and then it affects the future decisions and future roads you will walk down. Please do not just accept things because you like them or because they look appealing. Accept them because you actually have gone through it and milled it over and decided that you're going to accept it. My friends, God bless you. 
God bless your families. God bless America. Do not let this go by. Do not let this just fly over your head and you forget about it. This can affect your entire life from now and into the future. So please do not just don't just think that this sounds cute and move on. I want you to really think about this. Really think about how this affected your life and how your life has gotten to where it is. This also ties into victimhood. You'll see yourself as a victim because you don't even know how you got to where you are or why you believe the things you believe. This is another symptom of how you got there. My friends, God bless you. God bless your families. God bless America. We're out of here. I'll be back again very soon. Again, question everything. Peace out.